Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. Reading once again from Pastor Alistair Begg's daily devotional called Truth for Life. And uh, man, I, I recommend if you don't have a copy of this, uh, Alistair's a great Bible teacher and uh, uh, just a wonderful pastor there at Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and uh, just highly recommend uh, anything he writes and uh, anything that you can find of his in the way of his sermons online. I think he'll just really be uh, encouraged and inspired by Alistair Begg. He begins this particular day's writing. This is uh, listed as March 16 in the book. Um, I don't know when you might be listening to this, but in case you wanted to go and reread it yourself, I just wanted to be able to give that to you, uh, that reference. Comfort for a Troubled Mind is the name of it, and it uh, begins with 1 Peter 1, 5, and 6. By God's power, you are being guarded through faith, for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. And some of you will know that the time of uh, the Apostle Peter writing First uh, and Second Peter was a time of great persecution for Christians. Um, the voice of the martyrs uh, ministry that uh, tracks such things, estimates that some 70 million Christians uh, since the the first century, some 70 million Christians have been persecuted and put to death for their faith. Um, and that sadly, 45 million of those 70 million were in the 20th century alone. So it hasn't gotten better. It's actually gotten worse. And we need to be praying for all of those who are suffering persecution uh, for their faith. Peter writes in such a way as to say to them, uh, by God's power, you're being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. He's actually pointing them forward in, in space-time history from their time to the last time, realizing the outcome belongs to God. <laughs> in this you rejoice, though, now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved, um, suffering these various trials. And so Pastor Begg says there are two things we need to acknowledge about suffering, namely that it does exist, and then secondly, that it does hurt. Affliction is a reality in everyone's life at one time or another. Such affliction takes on many forms, not the least of which is mental suffering. When writing to fellow believers about suffering, Peter recognized that there are many and various ways in which we can be grieved. The specific sorrow that Peter's first readers were burdened by was the mental anguish that comes from enduring hardship. But Peter was fully aware that there are all kinds of trials that buffet our minds and crush our spirits. I don't know if you're going, any, going through any of that kind of thing right now yourself. You might be. I don't know. And I have no way to know. Uh, but we will all at some point in time face some kind of trials, some kind of anguish like this. And so how wonderful to have God's word to go to during those times of great confusion and, uh, and tribulation and be able to find there the hope that we find in the scriptures. Because of the gospel, uh, Pastor Begg says, Peter doesn't have to end on a note of hopelessness and despair. Instead, he gives us 
promises to which we can cling. First of all, Peter reminds us that our trials last only a little while. Now, a little while needs to be understood in the light of eternity. Even a lifetime is a little while compared to forever. Thus, a long period of suffering in this life is still in God's economy and in the framework of his plan and his purposes for his children a little while. That is not to say that such suffering will feel brief, especially when we are in the middle of it. For many, suffering means that a minute can seem like a day, a day can seem like a year, and a year can seem as if it's never going to end. But we can and must cling to this promise. Our current misery is not our eternal end. Let me say that again. I think that's just a great, a great promise. Our current misery is not our eternal end. Suffering may fill your life today, but one day in the last time, as First Peter puts it, um, salvation will be <laughs> your life and your story and my story as well. Um, it's one of the reasons why we, we believe the Christian faith is so forward-looking. Um, we literally trust all outcomes to the God who holds human history in his hands, the sovereign king and creator and ruler of the universe. He will have the last and final word on everything. And so we, we rejoice in that as believers because of who he is, how good he is, how he's encouraged you and I to call him our father who art in heaven. Well, let's continue with Pastor Begg's thoughts here from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Uh, first, he he wanted to remind us that uh, this suffering will last just, quote, a little while. Secondly, we're able to say with confidence that in every moment of suffering, God is present. In the account of Saul of Tarsus's conversion, we find Jesus intimately identifying with his people's suffering. And you'll remember on the road to Damascus and uh, Saul, who was persecuting the church there, is, is going up to Damascus. He's going to try and, and, and uh, arrest some more Christians and drag them back to Jerusalem there. And he, he literally was a persecutor of Christians, Saul was, until the day that Jesus met him and literally in a spiritual smackdown knocked him uh, off his high horse right there on the road to Damascus. And Jesus asked from heaven, asked these questions to Saul. And this is what uh, Pastor Begg has recorded here from Acts chapter 9. Uh, in the account of Saul of Tarsus' conversion, we find Jesus intimately identifying with Jesus' own people suffering. He says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting? And instead of saying the church, Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? Wow. That's amazing. How could Jesus say me when he was in heaven? Pastor Alistair Begg asks. It was because through the Spirit, Christ was present with his people. He stood in solidarity with them. 
His spirit was with them, guarding them as they walked through valleys toward their day of final salvation. And he does the same for us. Whether we're in Nashville, whether we're on the West Coast of the United States, whether we're over in Europe or in Africa or Asia, wherever it is that we might be, God is with his people. Jesus said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Never. That's a wonderful, solid promise from Jesus. So what he did for the Apostle Paul, what he did for the believers at that time, uh, Christ does the same for you and for me. Pastor Beg goes on to say, you have in the Lord Jesus a great high priest who's perfectly able to sympathize with your sufferings. And you can find that same exact thing said in Hebrews uh, chapter 4, verse 15. When you're tempted to believe the lies that God has abandoned you or that no one else understands where you've been or what you're going through, you can be confident in this. There's no throb nor throw that our hearts can know, but he feels it above. That's Pastor Alistair Begg. He's, he's quoting from a hymn called There Is No Love Like the Love of Jesus, and that's so true, written back in the 19th century by um, uh, William Littlewood. And I got to read that lyric again because we're not even familiar with some of those kinds of terms, are we? But listen to it again. See if you understand. There's no throb nor throw, no no pulsing pain, no sharp stabbing pain, all right? There's no throb nor throw that our hearts can know, but he, Jesus, feels it above. Mm. Pastor Beg goes on to say, and you can be confident in this too. One day, the sorrow will be behind and only glory will lie ahead. That is a truth in which you can rejoice today, whatever today may hold. Truth for Life by Alistair Begg is the book. I highly recommend it to you. Let me close this in a word of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person that has um, dialed in, tuned in, uh, listening in, watching today. You know each and every one of us. You know us better than we know ourselves, but you are intimately aware of what's going on in every believer's life. No matter how alone we may feel, no matter how broken we may feel, no matter how rebellious we have been, you, O oh Lord, search all hearts. You have, you've searched our thoughts and you still love us. That blows my mind, blows all of our minds, Lord. So with that great love of God in view and in mind. We turn our hearts to you. We lift up the empty hands of faith and we pray, Lord, that you would lavish us as you have with your grace once again and that we would be able to walk in the light of that grace as amazing as it is today. In Jesus' name, for his sake, amen and amen. God bless you. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. 
Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagey.